All right, strap in. Pervy foot soldiers of the federal government and violent types hired by the government to protect us or to pose as right-wingers. And when you get down to it, they're perverted puppets of the insiders, those treasonous, traitorous rat bastards trying to destroy our country. They've got a plan. It's a strategy well-known to destroy us from within with bad policy, chaos, crime. But don't worry, the government will come to our rescue. President Trump has a plan that he wants to implement from day one of his second term on January 20th, 2025 to stop the current illegitimate regime of Joe Biden and what he's been up to along with Mayorkas and others. We've got some lunacy and some craziness from James Comey. Remember him? And of course, we've got Republicans and Democrats being very vocal about this debt ceiling deal. And we've got some news on what happened yesterday, Memorial Day, to both Biden and President Trump. We got a lot to get into, so let's start this show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it? A real POS. You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I hope you had a wonderful Memorial Day. Let's get into the news. Welcome to the BCP Podcast. I am your brother and your host, James, the based conservative patriot, the bold conservative patriot, hated by all big tech because of my moniker as BCP, the black conservative patriot. You're only supposed to have one thought, only have one view, only have one opinion according to leftists the true racist in America, and that is subservience to non-American interests and following whatever comes out of the Obama, George Soros, Biden handlers as gospel. And as a black American, you're not supposed to love the Constitution, love God, love Jesus, love your fellow man, love liberty, freedom, the Second Amendment, And you're supposed to fall in line with whatever the alphabet community tells you is the new victim, even if that means men wearing dresses have more rights than actual biological women. 
We live in a crazy time, folks. But I'm here to help navigate you through this wackiness. As I re- reported yesterday in my short report, because like you, I wanted to enjoy my Memorial Day with my family, we got a supposed debt ceiling deal in Washington between Biden, a.k.a. Biden's handlers, and Kevin McCarthy, a.k.a. the Uniparty Swamp. I covered yesterday how some there was quite a bit of pushback, but today that pushback from Republicans has become official and quite evident. We had early this morning, 4.40 a.m., Representative uh, Nancy Mace tweeted out, Washington is broken. Republicans got outnumbered by a president who can't find his pants. I'm voting no in the debt ceiling debacle because playing the D.C. game isn't worth selling out our kids and grandkids. Then we got this. Updated list of Republicans who say they'll vote no on debt ceiling bill. Chip Roy, Andy Biggs, Andrew Clyde, Lauren Boebert, Bob Good, Ralph Norman, Dan Bishop, Ken Buck, Matt Rosendale, Byron Donalds, Ellie Crane, Keith Self, Nancy Mays, Wes Hunt, Corey Mills, Matt Gates, Anna Paulina Luna, Mary Miller, and then some likely knows but undecided, Tim Burchette, or is that Burchette? Looks like Burchette, out of Tennessee, Victoria Sparts, and Raul Grijalva. The uh, last one there, Raul a Democrat. So we keep getting updated lists of this, but here's where we're at. Here's the situation. We need a simple majority, not we, they, excuse me. There's a big difference between we and they in this moment. And it's not we, it's they need a simple majority of at least 218 votes. If all members are present, will be needed to pass this debt ceiling. Now we can see that from what I break down here in a moment, that this is going to pass. Okay? It really is a Biden-Democrat win. So even though the Republicans hold the House 222 to 213 and 218 votes are needed to pass this, they don't have to worry about the many Republican votes against this because this is a Democrat bill that they like. It'll make them look good when they pass it and say the Republicans didn't want to pass it. This was a great bill or what have you. And they can still take the win, at least the narrative of the win. So here's how it goes. Currently, Republicans hold the House 222 to 2013 and theoretically some Democrats would be needed if more than four conservative defections. And there will be more than four conservative defections. This is uh, ABC News reporting. They're not defections. Republicans, a little bit more free-thinking than Lemmings, Democrats. But it has been signaled by Hakeem Jeffries that he has enough votes to pass it. So overwhelmingly, Democrats will pass it. And overwhelmingly, unfortunately, Republicans will pass it. It will pass, even with the holdouts from the Freedom Caucus, which I'll get to in a second. And that second is now. (laughs) We have some pushback from the members of the House Freedom uh, Caucus who, like you and me, wanted more sweeping spending reductions. 
and they're going to try to stop the pass this passing from the house. But also interestingly enough, you have the progressives like um, Jayapal, the chair of the progressive uh, caucus, who are also worried about this bill and told congressional leaders that they should worry about gathering enough support from their group. So this is very, very interesting. Uh, but McCarthy told ABC's Trish Turner on Sunday that a majority of Republicans will support it. And Akeem Jeffries is saying the same thing for the Democrats. Now, today is Tuesday, May 30th. This will go to a vote most likely uh, tomorrow night on the House. And when it passes, the Senate said they will immediately begin uh, processing the legislation. And I predict that we'll see this thing passed before the X date, the new X date, by the way, as I covered, that Janet Yellen moved from June 1st to June 5th. And this will look like one big giant win for Biden. But there are legitimate concerns. The House Freedom Caucus has 53 members, either self-identified or have been identified by colleagues as members of the House Freedom Caucus. And here is some pushback uh, that we have seen on this. First of all, let me play you a couple things here. We have Chip Roy, who pretty much lambasted this McCarthy spending deal. My colleagues, let me be very clear. Not one Republican should vote for this deal. It is a bad deal. No one sent us here to borrow an additional $4 trillion to get absolutely nothing in return. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. But at best, if I'm being really generous, a spending freeze for a couple of years. That's it. That's about what you get. And frankly... You're going to make things worse, and my Democratic colleagues know it. That's why they're supporting it. Mm-hmm. That's why they're going around gleeful. Like, there's a reason our Democrat colleagues support this. There's a reason that Mitt Romney supports this. There's a reason that Bill Crystal supports this. It's all the same stuff. There's a reason that our conservative allies are opposing it roundly. The Club for Growth scoring against it. The Heritage Foundation scoring against it. Freedom Works scoring against it. Ron DeSantis publicly opposed. President Trump said he thought we should default rather than pursue this kind of lunacy. At the end of the day, the only person that would default in this town is Joe Biden, 
unless Republicans default on the American dream by voting for this bad bill. That is why this group will oppose it. We will continue to fight it today, tomorrow, and no matter what happens, there's going to be a reckoning about what just occurred unless we stop this bill by tomorrow. Yeah, Mittens Romney is for it. That's a good litmus test that it's a Democrat or a Democrat in drag legislation. Now, obviously, he doesn't get to vote on it until the House passes on it, but that's a hell of a litmus test. And I'm glad to see I am currently a resident of Utah to stop gap until I become a Texan or a Floridian as I've escaped California tyranny. It's good to see that there's already people vocally looking to challenge Mitt Romney's re-election. At least we've got Mike Lee, who except for shilling for H1B1 visas, is more to my liking. Okay, we also have this from Freedom Caucus Chair Scott Perry. By the way, folks, this is all today, Tuesday the 30th as the House Freedom Caucus held a press conference to express their disapproval of this sham debt ceiling agreement as they publicly urged fellow Republicans to vote against this disastrous bill. All right, here's Freedom Caucus Chairman Scott Perry. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for being here. Good afternoon to all of you. We're here to let you and the American people know that Speaker McCarthy had a mandate from the American people, negotiated uh, with a powerful negotiation position of a unified Republican Party, not only just in the House, but in the House and the Senate, to hold the line for the bill that we passed. This deal that we've heard about totally fails to deliver on all of it. If you want to get into the details, let's just start with the IRS. 80, you know, 87,000 new IRS agents, all the billions of dollars, $1.4 billion cut, leaving the balance, the balance to be used by the IRS immediately, starting at this moment, continuing in that at this moment, continuing on for the duration of this presidency. Four trillion dollars at least, an unlimited debt ceiling increase. Unlimited. Unlimited. Unlimited debt ceiling. And oh, by the way, puts the incoming president, whether that's Joe Biden or whether that's a Republican. I'm probably going to start calling this out because I've been noticing this uh, quite a bit from Republicans. They don't say Trump as an ex-president. They say Republican. So even the even the Freedom Caucus is a little timid and saying that the next uh, president, if it's a Republican, will be Trump. I digress. The incoming president, whether that's Joe Biden or whether that's a Republican, having to deal with it in a lame duck session, absolutely and completely unacceptable. Trillions and trillions of dollars in debt for crumbs, for a pittance, every single thing. Take the student debt bailout, the student loan forgiveness, Biden forgives, you pay. None of that changes. Take, take the, uh, the assault on American energy with the uh, so-called Inflation Reduction Act. All of those subsidies killing American energy continued unbridled. The permitting reform, all it does is seeks to increase and impose more of the Green New Deal faster on the American people. 
faster. See, folks, this is exactly why the Democrats are going to vote for it in a large block. The progressive wing may say no, but I think they'll probably, probably capitulate a majority of them in the end. And that is why this is not a true debt ceiling win. You get the misnomer Inflation Reduction Act to continue to go forward. You get the Green New Deal. The Green New Deal by any other name is still a Green New Deal, which means and spells the destruction of America as an independent state because if we are not energy independent, we are not independent. Which is why they stole the election of 2020 because President Trump had us independent. And no, the globalist forces, those that love NATO and the European Union and the European banking baron families and their U.S. counterparts, well, they have to have their slimy little grubby hands on America. They have to give us the false idea They have to give us the air of being free. But when we actually have a president like President Trump who comes in and enforces our freedom on the world stage, makes us independent of OPEC and other economic forces working against us like China, no, they had to rig the election to get him out and put in their puppet, Joe Biden. And that globalist agenda must go forward. Even if we have to fool America by passing things called the Inflation Reduction Act, which actually increases inflation, has inflation decreased since the passing of the IRA? (laughs) And then, of course, we need uniparty swamp creatures like Kevin McCarthy try to sell a loss as a win. But this isn't the days of Paul Ryan or John Boehner. Thank goodness. Man, I felt like a lone voice in the wilderness going back to for those that uh, were following me which would have been hardly any of you at that time on social media man it was a tough being the lone voice in the wilderness against warmongering George W. Bush the fake conservative with his no child left behind and the increasing of the size of the federal government as a quote unquote conservative republican And then blambassing John Boehner for being all talk and no action. People started to open their eyes. Paul Ryan, the same damn thing. We got a lot more people against Paul Ryan because Trump came in and exposed Paul Ryan for what he is. And poor Kevin McCarthy cannot pull the wool over people's eyes like Republican speakers of the House have done for a long time. And here we are. And I'm grateful for the House Freedom Caucus immediately after Memorial Day coming out and calling BS on this debt ceiling deal. Now, at least at least $4 trillion in debt for nothing from the strongest position a Republican has had generally and certainly our elective lifetime here and generally probably since we've been paying attention to politics. The speaker himself, The speaker himself has said on numerous occasions, the greatest threat to America is our debt. And now is the time to act. We had the time to act. And this deal, this deal 
fails, fails completely. And that's why these members and others will be absolutely opposed to the deal and we will do everything in our power to stop it and end it now. And with that, I introduce the gentleman, Mr. Roy. I played that out of order. I started off with Perry. Now I just want to conclude with this uh, one last clip. I mean, we know that McCarthy, if he doesn't do the right thing, we can work on uh, on vacating him as the Speaker of the House. So Scott Perry was asked today about the possibility of filing a motion to vacate and get rid of McCarthy if McCarthy continues to push forward this debt deal. This is what he had to say. Thank you, Chairman Perry. Jack Smithman, Epoch Times. Um, were the bill to go forward, would you file a motion to vacate the chair? Look, we are focused. I'll let each member speak for themselves. But for me, I am focused on defeating this bill. What happens post that and the agreements that we have, we will decide once we de we've determined the disposition of this bill and its finality. Yes, ma'am. In other words, they're leaving open the possibility of filing motions to vacate Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House. Now, speaking of Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, what did he have to say today? Well, let's switch gears. Tuesday morning, Kevin McCarthy said that Director Christopher Wray has until today to turn over the Biden bribery scheme documents or there would be consequences. This is Kevin McCarthy today on looks like Fox and Friends. Comer subpoenaed the document that he's requested. We have jurisdiction over the FBI, which they seem to act like we do not. I personally called... Uh, Director Ray and told him he needs to send that document. Today is the deadline. So let me not just tell you, let me tell Director Christopher Ray right here, right now. If he misses the deadline today, I am prepared to move contempt charges in Congress against him. We have jurisdiction over this. He can send us that document. We have the right to look at that. Republicans and Democrats alike in that committee. And if he does not follow through with the law, we will move contempt charges against Christopher Ray and the you FBI. Know what he says, they Mr. are not Speaker. above the law. Wow, Kevin, where's that tough talk when it comes to negotiating debt ceiling deals with Biden? Another paper tiger. Now, look, folks, I will be the first to readily admit that I've been pleasantly surprised by some of the good things that. Kevin McCarthy has done. But let me remind you that he is a liar and a son of the swamp. Let me, I will sum up my part of I'm reporting on Kevin McCarthy on this episode of the BCP podcast with just one question directed at Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy. Hey, Kevin. Where the hell are the January 6th footage that you said you would receive? Where is the footage that you said you would release? There you go, folks. A liar. A liar supreme. No reason why we don't have it now. Tucker Carlson is not at Fox News. BCP is kicked off of YouTube. And the whole January 6th thing, as we move closer to 2024, is less of a hot-button topic for people. Unfortunately, 
So there's no reason why Kevin McCarthy can't release it. Oh, except for the fact that he's nothing but a swamp creature who says anything and everything to stay in power, get his way, but not really work for us. Okay, I said that would be the end of talking about Kevin McCarthy. So I'll report, repeat this question to you, Kevin. Where the hell are the J6 tapes? Okay, how about this for a surprise? I saw this and was pleasantly surprised. Yesterday morning, Mayor Eric Adams tweets out, This Memorial Day, let's also reflect on the future. Patriotism means doing your part to fight for our freedoms, just like all those who have made the ultimate sacrifice. America is the greatest country on the globe, and New York City is representative of that. Now, having been born in New York City, and I have a love-hate relationship with New York City, I will leave that aside. But listen to what he had to say. Pleasantly surprised to hear anybody with a D in front of their name say the following. As we reflect on the men and women who died and made the ultimate sacrifice in our military service, uh, we have to reflect on the future. Uh, we need our young people to understand patriotism is more than just a pledge of allegiance. It is pledging to defend our country. Recent polls show that 18 to 34 year olds uh, believe that they will not fight to defend this country if they are attacked by foreign enemies. We have to turn that around. It started with really listening to the words of the Pledge of Allegiance and then living that out in our lives so that we can one day become the veterans that will protect our homeland. America is the greatest country on the globe and New York City is representative of that. New York City Mayor Eric Adams comes from a police background. And it was great to hear him say that we need our young people to understand patriotism is more than just a Pledge of Allegiance, which, by the way, young people don't even want to participate in the Pledge of Allegiance. They'd rather take a knee. But it's good to hear a Democrat saying that young people should be willing to defend this country if a foreign enemy came into it. That's some wild stuff. Even a broken clock is right twice a day. Okay, speaking of New York City, President Trump arrived to New York City and do you think he was popular when he arrived? Do you think that he got a great reception in the deep blue city that is New York City? You be the judge. Now, to my brothers and sisters who are listening to this and not watching it, it was a video of the motorcade, the Trump uh, motorcade being seen in New York City. And then as he comes around the corner, uh, surrounded by a security detail, people cheering for him, people smiling and happy to see President Trump on Memorial Day. And then, you know, he had a signature red Make America Great Again cap. Uh, he waved to the supporters as he was wearing Trump golf gear. According to the Daily Mail, Trump left uh, the, the Trump Tower apartment later on to go play golf. 
This is what President Trump had to say on Truth Social. Happy Memorial Day to all, but especially to those who gave the ultimate sacrifice for the country they love and to those in line of a very different but equally dangerous fire, stopping the threats of the terrorists, misfits, and lunatic thugs who are working feverishly from within to overturn and destroy our once great country, which has never been in greater peril than it is right now. We must stop the communists, Marxists, and fascist pigs at every turn and make America great again. And in my style... He truthed that out in all caps, calling out the commies and the Marxists. And the enemies that are within. And we're going to get into the America, uh, the enemies that are within here in a moment. Uh, one of those is the fake president implanted Joe Biden. Here's him on Memorial Day yesterday, confused, yawning, and not knowing how to even salute. Present! Present! Arms! All right, well, maybe it was just too early in the morning and, you know, they didn't have his cocktail ready yet. But maybe he gave a very great, inspiring, patriotic speech there at Arlington during his remarks at the 155th National Memorial Day Observance Program held at Arlington National Cemetery. Nope. Even when he's talking about the great things of America, somehow he's a true Democrat and he kills it, destroys it by being negative. Well, let me just play it for you. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about. We're the only nation in the world built on an idea that we're all created equal. Joey, calm down. Why the hell are you yelling? This is something to be proud of. We are a country. Look, a country with a revolutionary idea at the time that we're all created equal. That nobility doesn't make you better than a peasant or a fisherman or a craftsman or, 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 or a tradesman. Why are you so angry? Oh, that's right. Because at, at the heart of hearts, Democrats hate America and America's history. We're the only nation in the world built on an idea that we're all created equal. We haven't always lived up to it, but we've never walked away from it. Biden, I'm telling you, and I've said this and I will continue to say it because it's obvious. This is the third term of one Barack Hussein Obama. Isn't it sad that we have a so-called president? Of course, we know how he got there. They cheated that hates America? Why can't you just say this is a country that believes that all are created equal and our history shows that we fought for it? We fought for it. Plain and simple. Such a negative Nancy. No disrespect to Nancy Reagan or other great Nancys out there. Okay, folks. Now let's talk about the enemies within for those of you watching this uh, on Rumble, we appreciate your support on the show. Make sure that you press the join button if you want to get access to the full episode, which is available on Locals.com. If you're watching on Rumble, just hit the join button and you'll have uh, it'll show you how you can become a supporter and have access to it. Or you can go to BCPExtras.com and have access to the full show. 
or you can watch and listen to this show on the BCP podcast, the full version. We appreciate those of you on Rumble. For those of you who are subscribers, paid supporters, catching this on the podcast network, let's move on. Oh, by the way, let me plug our merch, like the new hoodies, sweatshirts, t-shirts, and BCP podcast mugs. Uh, mug, actually, I only have one mug that you can purchase. The link is down below. Also, don't forget to support Juniorette, my oldest daughter. She is on YouTube, and she has a show called Nothing But The News. The link to her YouTube show is down below as well, regardless of what platform you're watching or listening to this on. Please support her work. Okay. Biden. Trump. President Trump knows that one of the ways that we have been sold out in this country is through chain migration and anchor babies. President Trump published a video today, Tuesday, outlining his plan to tackle the border crisis, not just caused by the Biden administration, but also these bad policies like anchor babies. Joe Biden has launched an illegal foreign invasion of our country, allowing a record number of illegal aliens to storm across our borders. From all over the world, they came. Under Biden's current policies, even though these millions of illegal border crossers have entered the country unlawfully, all of their future children will become automatic U.S. citizens. Can you imagine? They'll be eligible for welfare, taxpayer-funded health care, the right to vote, chain migration, and countless other government benefits, many of which will also profit the illegal alien parents. This policy is a reward for breaking the laws of the United States and is obviously a magnet helping draw the flood of illegals across our borders. They come by the millions and millions and millions. They come from mental institutions. They come from jails, prisoners, some of the toughest, meanest people you'll ever see. The United States is among the only countries in the world that says that even if neither parent is a citizen nor even lawfully in the country, their future children are automatic citizens the moment the parents trespass onto our soil. As has been laid out by many scholars, this current policy is based on a historical myth and a willful misinterpretation of the law by the open borders advocates. Uh, there aren't that many of them around. It's amazing. Who wants this? Who wants to have prisoners coming into our country? Who wants to have people who are very sick coming into our country? People from mental institutions coming into our country? And come they will. They're coming by the thousands, by the tens of thousands. Of course, this is all by design, all by design as part of the Cloward Piven strategy of overloading and breaking the welfare system. You do that by having a red carpet dog whistle beacon for all of America, uh, for all of the world to hear that America has an open border policy and you have them send their undesirables, their unwanted, literally countries are, are letting their jails out and saying, you better leave our country. The prisoners are like, well, I can't say my country. Obviously, I'm going to go to the United States, the land of opportunity that Joe Biden is inviting me to. But that's all by design, folks. It's a globalist plan. It's the first step of the Cloward Piven strategy. 
I'll have uh, BCP Junior number two when he edits this put up something so you can see this strategy if you're not. When I talk about by design on this program, I'm often, not always, but often talking about this strategy. But pretty much anything that makes us a weaker, less free nation is by design by people that hate freedom and liberty. So they overload and break the welfare system by having all these illegals come in. We give those illegal trespassers all kinds of government aid and their children become citizens and are also on government aid all the way to their adults. And statistically, we know, unfortunately, that when people are raised in this type of environment, often their children will uh, do the same thing. When the parents come in legally through the system and are law-abiding, most likely their children have a higher propensity to be law-abiding citizens. But when your family comes in, and not always, of course, these are generalizations, but statistically we can see this to be the case. When your parents come in illegally, you feel disenfranchised, and you end up hating America, voting Democrats, and unfortunately many times becoming a burden on society. I'm sorry if you're an able-bodied man and you're not working and you're not providing for yourself at least and for your family and not being dependent on the American dole, then you are a burden to society and we don't want nor need you. I'm not talking about people that perhaps who are American citizens or at least legal residents that have maybe health issues, mental issues, or what have you. I'm talking about these military-aged men invading our country and then sucking from the system as able-bodied men. They shouldn't be in our system, and they sure as hell should not be sucking from the American social programs. They're a burden to society. And guess what? If you are a able-bodied man and, and, and or woman, you're, you're an able-bodied individual in this society as an American citizen, and you are not doing your part to be self-reliant, independent, and doing everything you can, you are a burden to society. So anyway, they overwhelm the system. We get we have chaos and crime, which is why these prisoners are coming here. MS-13 and others, crime. Then, of course, the government that causes the, pro, the, 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 the chaos and the crime from within with bad policies, which seem like bad policies, but they're all by design policies of these globalist, treasonous, traitorous, rat bastards. Then they come in and say, we're going to save the day. We need more power. And then that's how you get full-blown communism and socialist programs as they take care of everybody and tell you what to think, what to do, where you can live and control your lives. Okay, I digress. President Trump announcing policies to fight this current Biden Mayorkas from within treason with this by design policies and they're acting to not enforce existing law. By the way, folks, I'm sorry, I want to get back to President Trump. The point here, folks, is that when the executive branch or the Democrats can't make laws, 
They just do not enforce the laws already on the books. That is why Biden and Mayorkas should have already been impeached and their asses should be rotting in jail at minimum for treason at the southern border. I say at minimum because this is just one of the myriad multiple legions of crimes by Mayorkas, Biden, and other puppets of the Soros-Obama globalist agenda that we're seeing play out before us. And President Trump on day one wants to put an end to this and put us back on track to making America great again, again. As part of my plan to secure the border on day one of my new term in office, I will sign an executive order making clear to federal agencies that under the correct interpretation of the law, going forward, the future children of illegal aliens will not receive automatic U.S. citizenship. It's things like this that bring millions of people to our country, and they enter our country illegally. My policy will choke off a major incentive for continued illegal immigration, deter more migrants from coming, and encourage many of the aliens Joe Biden has unlawfully let into our country to go back to their home countries. They must go back. Nobody could afford this. Nobody could do this. And even morally, it's so wrong. My order will also end their unfair practice known as birth tourism, where hundreds of thousands of people from all over the planet squat in hotels for their last few weeks of pregnancy to illegitimately and illegally obtain U.S. citizenship for the child, often to later exploit chain migration to jump the line and get green cards for themselves and their family members. It's a practice that's so horrible and so egregious, but we let it go forward. At least one parent will have to be a citizen or a legal resident in order to qualify. We will secure our borders and we will restore our sovereignty starting on day one. Our country will be great again. Our country will be a country again. We'll have borders. We'll have proper education. And we'll put America first. Thank you. Thank you, President Trump. It's just sound policy. Our resources aren't infinite. They're finite. And they should be for American citizens. I, you, nor your families should be forced to support someone who breaks into your home, squats in there, has a child, and say, I am now a member of your family. Feed and clothe me. It's just common sense. And yes, these people get to skip to the front of the line. And yes, I personally have a problem with this because we here and my family have a problem with this. We have family members. If you're new around here, this is the Black Sort of Patriot. My name is James. Obviously, you're watching the unfiltered version of this show, so you know that already. But if you're new around here, you may not know. I'm half Black, half Puerto Rican. My wife is Mexican, and we have family members and dear friends trying to come in legally through the system. I have worked and lived in Latin America who can't come in. The system won't give them visas or they're backlogged, but illegal aliens get the red carpet treatment. So, so unfair. Now, you heard President Trump say that, and it's true, not just saying it, that there is a misapplication of the law. Actually, there is no application of the law 
of immigration law by Mayorkas and Biden. The lawless FBI director, James Comey, who just got somewhat exposed, or John Durham in his report validated what he knew about James Comey and the other Clintonites. So lawless FBI director, James Comey, this morning joined MSDNC and had the gall to say the following about President Trump. Over the past few months, several Republican lawmakers have followed the lead of former President Donald Trump in calling for defunding law enforcement agencies, including the FBI. Those calls were fueled by last month's release of the Durham report, which faulted the Bureau for its handling of the 2016 investigations into possible collusion between the Trump campaign and Russia, but stopped short of providing any new evidence that anyone in the government had broken the law. Joining us now, former FBI Director James Comey. He is the author of the new crime novel titled Central Park West. Only MSDNC, well, that's not true. CNN and other outlets would as well. But only true Democrat and socialist propagandists, mockingbird Marxist media, would actually have one of the guys guilty in the Durham report come on and pitch a fiction novel and talk about lawlessness and President Trump. Wow. Anyhow, this is the soundbite I wanted you to hear. So if Donald Trump were reelected as someone who worked for and alongside the man, what is your sense of the potential danger of his being in the White House? Again, if you see it as a danger. I think he poses a, a near existential threat to the rule of law. He will do everything he can in a new term to try to tear down the institutions that he sees as threats and to dismantle them and the people who occupy them, the apolitical people who occupy them. So there is a lot on the ballot in 2024 if he's a candidate, but the rule of law, in my view, is at the very top of the list. Absolutely incredible. The chutzpah, the balls, the brass pair, the cojones that this guy has to sit there and say that President Trump is an existential threat to the, to the rule of law. Lawless James Comey. Wow. These demons really. In Spanish, we use the term sinvergüenza. It means shameless. It doesn't have the gravitas and the weight in English as it does in Spanish. But this guy is just sitting there literally calling President Trump a threat to the rule of law as these people try to undermine the 2016 presidential election and then we're scheming against the president-elect and then the president of the United States. James Comey is a treasonous traitor's rat bastard and absolutely deserves a traitor's reward. Instead, he's on MSNBC pitching his new fiction book. God bless America. Okay. I wanted to report on Enemies within. And one of the things that they do from within is the Fed has operatives working against America. We saw this on January 6th very plainly. But let's go back a little bit. Let's go back to the Patriot Front Group and their marches that they had. Do you remember this? Last year, 
during the pro-life march in which the Patriot Front group was there, in which Jack Posobiec tweeted out, told you the feds would be at the March for Life today. I mean, even Joe Rogan, I should say even Joe Rogan, I like Joe Rogan, he's not everyone's cup of tea and I don't agree with, I don't even know if a majority of things he says, but he brings up some good points. He, let's just say that Joe Rogan is not a right-winger like me. He is not a MAGA, America First Patriot like yours truly. And even he ripped the feds for staging a Patriot Front March. Look at these guys. Where's the fat people? <laughs> How come they're all wearing the same clothes? Do that again. What the f*** is this? Is that, have you ever seen anything that looks more like feds? Tell me that doesn't look like feds. Right? It's like the 101st Airborne. Bro, look like at this. Nation. These guys are all runners. These guys look like they just got out of buds. I mean, how do they all have, like, uniformed outfits on? They have the same color pants for the most part. Very little variation. They have tan or brown pants, dark blue shirts with a stupid flag on it. This asshole's got a drum. Back that up. Look at the drum. Bitch, are you Paul Revere? All right, so this is last year. You're questioning, perhaps, if you don't know the method to my madness, why is James BCB bringing this up at the end of May 2023? Well, it's to prove a point that this is from within, and this is all controlled. This is all on purpose, and they control these people. And what have I said for a long time on my program? That Sybil over the FBI is correct. That they get deviants and sick people to do their bidding. They get pedophiles and deviants to do their bidding. Here we go. In case you missed it. Fascist group Patriot Front member... Jared Boyce has pled guilty to possession of child exploitation material and grooming a child by sending her pictures of his junk. You dig deep in these pawns, players, foot soldiers of these fed operatives, of these paid provocateurs, of these fake patriots and you often find that they are pedophile deviant scum. A member of Patriot Front, a group many believe is made up of federal agents, pleaded guilty to having possession of child pornography. Jared Boyce, 28, pled guilty to nine felony counts of sexual exploitation of a minor, a crime that could land the 28-year-old in prison for 30 years. Boyce's sentencing is being held today, Tuesday. Jared Michael Boyce, 28, reached this phase in April, but it was newly reported in local outlets. He pleaded guilty to nine felony counts of sexual exploitation of a minor and a misdemeanor count of dealing in material that's harmful to minors. According to officials, the FBI has seized his phone for an unrelated investigation and a search warrant discovered 22 images of child sexual abuse material. The images involve children from toddlers to prepubescence performing sexual acts on adults 
or other children, as well as images of children exposing their genitals. See, folks, these people are controlled, they're paid, paid provocateurs, and they are perverts. And that's how they control them. This is not a QAnon or crazy conspiracy fallacy. It is absolutely true. And how about this for a doozy? We'll end with this one. And we'll be back tomorrow with more news for you. You may have heard that Governor of Illinois wanted to have these community-focused approach to fighting crime, right? Having not just police out there, but also replacing police with community workers out there to keep the safety. And before the weekend came uh, up, Governor J.B. Prisker had said, this weekend, Chicagoans should expect to see yellow vested peacekeepers on the street. As part of the state's anti-violence strategy with a community-focused approach, these outreach workers will help de-escalate and keep our neighborhoods safe. So these yellow-vested peacekeepers, according to the Chicago Sun-Times, who are funded by the state, were to patrol Chicago streets to keep them safe. But of course, we need to be saved or safe, once again, from political or I should say, government operatives. A man in a neon peacekeeper vest beat up and robbed a man in Little Village right before the weekend, police said, as dozens of violence prevention workers fanned out across Chicago over the Memorial Day weekend. Oscar Montes, 31, was in a group of seven or eight people that pulled a man from a car and punched and kicked him to the ground Cook County prosecutors said in a Sunday bond hearing, Montes took the man's cell phone and struck him over the head with it, and another person stole the man's wallet. The man's face and ribs were fractured, and his eye was damaged to the point that he suffered partial blindness, prosecutors said. I'm not going to give more details, but the man who's supposed to be a peacekeeper was doing anything but. That's why you should always be weary when the government says that we're here and we're here to help you. Chances are, as you can see here, it's the exact opposite. Oh, and by the way, these peacekeepers and Chicago once again failed in having anything resembling peace and safety in the city of Chicago over this Memorial Day weekend. Right now at five, gun violence this holiday weekend impacting neighborhoods across the city. At least 37 people have been shot. Nine of those people have died. And one of the victims is a 35-year-old man who was killed while walking with a friend in Chicago's Lakeview neighborhood. Yeah, we have a lot of enemies from within. Thanks to the planning, the scheming, and the plotting of treasonous, traitorous, rat bastards from within the government, both at the Fed level and locally. All right, folks, we'll have more reporting for you throughout the week. Once again, thanks for being a paid supporter and subscriber to my show, BCP Unfiltered. Hasta mañana. Ciao, goodbye. Gran abrazos y besos. We'll see you tomorrow. Gotta give us what we want. Uh. Gotta give us what we need. Hey.